and welcome to the season two finale of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. Speaking to you, Goshen News Sports Editor Austin Huff with me, freshly off of his, I don't know, three-week vacation it felt like, uh, Evan Lee Pat, Goshen News Sports reporter. What's up, Evan? Probably took that much time off my life, <laughs> I'll say that. Yeah, it was wow. a lot of fun. Party you're out here. It was a wow. lot of fun, that's for sure. Enjoyed it. I'm glad you had a good time. Uh, Bit of a to- high school reunion of sorts. Yeah. Had 12... There's 12 of us there, all from my high school. So it was a good time. Wow, you went to a pretty small high school. That might be the whole graduating class. (laughs) It was my, that's actually the the number that my graduating class was. I only graduated 12 people in my class, but there's three different grades, people from three different grades. Ah. But yeah, that was, so yeah, it was some from my class, some from the class under me, and then some from the class over me. And Ah. went to North Carolina, Asheville, Mountains, Cabin. It's a great time. It's exciting. Very much enjoyed it. So, thanks for bringing it up, Austin. Appreciate mm-hmm. it. Hey, I just you didn't you didn't have to go any any details about your vacation. I just said you're off vacation. So we need to fill the air, man. You I know. know what I'm I know. It's just us today. We don't have any guests. We will be having producer Sheila Selman join us for our last segment of the show, though. So that's very exciting. She'll be answering some of the questions we have. Uh, some fun. We're gonna try to make this fun. Just us today. Uh, talking about some of our local stuff that we're working on. Some of the national stories going on and. And then some July 4th talk, some holiday fun, fun chatter. So uh, we'll start with some of our local stuff, um, stories, not stuff, content, if you want to call it. Um, just recently ran an article about Drew Hogan. Stuff is content, isn't it? Stuff, content. So the same thing. It's all the same thing. <laughs> you know, like stuff makes it sound like it's informal. Content is a little more formal, I guess. You're right. Um, yeah, in case you missed it, I wrote a humongous long profile on Drew Hogan, where I spent the day with him last Thursday, June 24th, or just Thursday, June 24th, I guess. was with him for about 12 hours, and then kind of incorporated some of the day of stuff with him into a kind of bigger profile piece on on the kid. He's obviously um, arguably the top returning athlete from our coverage area this year. Uh, on the boy side, um, he's got a case of just, just in terms of his all-around ability, uh, especially in cross-country and track. And so he's definitely going to be in contention or, you know, conversation amongst those top athletes from our coverage area, at least. So uh, it was really nice to spend some time with him, get to know him, get to know his family, uh, hear from his coaches about, you know, what kind of makes him tick and things like that. And, uh, yeah, story came out Friday. Uh, July 2nd, I think it came out, came over pretty well. I didn't hear anyone complain about it, so uh, that's good. It's always good, right? I haven't complained about it yet. Yeah, right, right. How yeah. about that? Yeah. yeah. That was very good. I, I, I actually got to read the whole thing, enjoyed it, enjoyed the details, the way you put it together. It's funny that he also has a silver Nissan Versa. I thought yeah. that was funny. Mm-hmm. Did you guys bond over that? No. He's just like a different color. It's like a darker is it the silver. same model of car? No, it's different. Is, it a, is it a newer one? Yeah, he's got the nicer got features. The ni- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's not like my car. Um, did uh, did he did he notice that you have the older Versa, or no. did you try to like not talk about that? No, we just didn't. We didn't acknowledge it. We didn't acknowledge it. So it That's just true. it was there. It existed, and uh, that was it. So you probably can't even tell my car is a Nissan Versa when you look at it. To be honest. We well, probably can, but it looks like it's not nice, nicer. Isn't it? Not nice. It looks not, like it's not, not, not nice. as nice as some of the newer ones. So, yeah, they're still small though. The Nissan Versus are small, smaller. Mm-hmm. So, yep. So, yeah, I was pretty happy with how the story came out, though. 
Uh, he Hogan's a good kid. Uh, you could just tell being you know spending so much time around him that like you know no one's no one is uh, lying when they talk about like his work ethic, his character, all that, all those things. Uh, he seems like a pretty down to earth dude for the most part, and uh, I really enjoyed getting to kind of see the other side of him. You know, I've always wanted to do a story like this where I kind of spend some time with someone, not just at games or practices, you know, like really spend time behind the scenes, kind of seeing them in their day-to-day life, so to say. And, uh, right. yeah, so I thought it was good. And, uh, we actually ended up, you know, there was some stuff that didn't get in there that we, that happened. Like he beat me in 2k really badly. So that was fun. And, uh, yeah, what was the score? You sent me a picture. Like 95 to 45 or something like that. It was really bad. You used the Bulls, right? In mm-hmm. Chicago, who'd he use? He used the Grizzlies because he likes John Morant. John Morant. He's a big true. John Morant fan. Uh, it's his favorite player. So you would have known that if you had read my story. I, mean, I did read it. I don't yeah. remember that part. It's like 160 yeah. inches long. I, I know. It's a really long story. <laughs> it was a really long story. Um, <laughs> so, I'm glad you just skimmed to the end and knew what car he drove. So that's good. So That part like stood out to me. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. so, I, I have the same car. the same one. Right. So, so. yeah, if you haven't uh, read it for some reason, uh, make sure to put away like 20 minutes of your time to read Stop it. Stop right now. <laughs> Shut this podcast Don't off. Don't listen to the podcast. We already got the page link or page click for this podcast. We're good. You don't have to listen to the rest of it. Um, it's on our website, you know, goshenews.com slash sports. It's my pinned tweet on my Twitter account at Austin Huff TGN. Um, yeah. If you can't find it, I don't know. You're not looking hard enough, I guess. So it's everywhere. It's on Facebook. You can't too. miss it. Facebook, Instagram, Facebook. Everywhere you can't miss it. On miss Instagram? It. Did you put it on? No, it's, it's on. Sheila's putting, it's on our the Goshen News Instagram. I posted it, it on my personal Instagram as well. It was even on the Snapchat too. Yeah, we we shared it everywhere. You can't miss that story. So, uh, thank you to everyone who's already read it and given me feedback. Um, the biggest compliment, my favorite compliment about it, was someone said that it felt like uh, they were reading like an ESPN or Sports Illustrated article back in the day, like when you would go by Sports Illustrated read a profile on an athlete or someone like that. So that was probably the coolest compliment that I got from it. So a lot of people would do that back then. They would like like a right. ri- like a ride along type thing. When sports you know? and when Sports Illustrated was prominent, you could, you know, they'd have awesome in depth stories about athletes, teams, coaches, whatever, you know, people in sports. Uh, they're not what they are anymore or they're not what they used to be, I guess, anymore. But so it was kind of cool to get that type of compliment from someone, you know. That was really nice. So right, and uh, also Thank, thankfully for you, Drew's a nice kid too. Yeah, that helps. Because I remember there's a story by Jeff Perlman. You know, Jeff Perlman uh-huh. was right on that pitcher who was kind of a jerk, you know, for lack of a mm-hmm. better word. Who's kind of a and he did a profile on him. He did kind of what you did. And then obviously afterwards, he kind of talked about how he wasn't the greatest person in this story. <laughs> and then he had to like confront him late. There's there's a whole confrontation. Mm-hmm. If you look it up, it's a good it's good stuff. I just wish wish I could remember the base the pitcher's name. But yeah, I, I don't remember off the top either. of my head. I don't remember either. That's okay. That's okay. You're fine. So it is uh, what it is. Yeah. So um, also happening last week, we had a uh, celebration of life for Jim Hahn, the former Concord. Uh, boys basketball coach. I went to that last week. Uh, it was cool. Very relaxed, uh, non-formal event. Really cool to see some people, uh, you know, good for people to, you know, kind of have uh, not closure, right? I don't know if you ever get closure per se, but 
to be able to kind of reminisce on Jim's life and stuff like that. They didn't, you know, not many people could go to the funeral because of COVID protocols back in May. Uh, so to be able to get a group of people together in a setting like that was really nice. Um, How many people were there? More than 100, probably near 200, I, I bet. And, you know, it was from four to seven and there wasn't any like set program. So people would come and go. So I would, I don't know how many total people were, were there event, you know, total. Eventually I was there for about 90 minutes. I would say there was easily one under 150 people in the, in the building. Uh, they were at the, um, Northern Indiana event center, pretty wide open area, a lot of space to socialize, get some food. There was tables set up. They had pictures, things like that. So it was a really Really nice event, nothing too formal, um, which which was good, I think. So, it, you know, made for a nice nice atmosphere. So, so the atmosphere can't be nice if it's formal. Like, Is that what you're saying? I mean, like you know, formal. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't. I guess a formal. Like I went to a celebration of life that was a little more structured and formal back in February. So you're not uh, saying like the clothing. You're saying just overall, like people could come and go. It's right. Too, yeah. Maybe you're saying like casual. Yeah. Maybe more ca- It was a casual setting. It was a casual, casual celebration. Setting, right. Life. People were still, right. you know, wearing nice clothes. It wasn't like you could show up, you know, wearing a t-shirt and, and gym shorts. But I like, hope not. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, the, you know, there was no formal like, oh, we're doing this speech and this person's talking at this time. There were no speeches. There was just people gathering together to kind of share memories of Jim and talk and socialize and catch up. So it was, it was different than uh, the one I attended um, in February for John Deccant. He was a former Goshen wrestling coach, and that was a little more formal. Like the sons spoke, and there was, you know, kind of somber music playing. And this one, there wasn't really that sad of music playing. Like there was some music, but it wasn't like, you know, funeral, you know, sad. It was just you know, kind of up more upbeat, I guess. So mm-hmm. it was just, just a different vibe and both, both, you know, events were fantastic and, and, enjoy, and in their own right. So, and they were, you know, great in their own right. So, yeah. So it was nice to kind of have some, some closure for lack of a better term, even though again, you probably don't get full closure ever, especially for the loved ones, the close ones that knew Jim for a long time. But yeah, it was a nice event. It was a nice event. So, Definitely. Yeah. And uh, we started our Unsung Athletes this week. Did we yes. not, Evan? We did. We did. Yours, yours first one rant. First one ran uh, in the Wednesday newspaper of the Goshen News. Colette Kern. Today. Today. Yeah, so shameless plug. You, you, you gave yours for the Drew Hogan story. Now I'll give mine. Definitely go check it out. Obviously, it's probably going to be the biggest... Story, not the most important, but the biggest. It was over a thousand words, I believe. Yeah, longest. So, longest, longest story. Biggest, longest. Yeah, longest is probably more fair. Yeah, Colette Curran, I should say. She's very cool. She played soccer, played basketball, and played softball. Big three sport athlete. Uh, it's going to be a junior this year. Has a couple of years to kind of figure out what she wants to do with her future. She talked to her. She's a good. Good, good student. Uh, Sorry very, if you heard a bang in the yeah. background. <laughs> There's she, something going on outside. <laughs> she's a very good student with a GPA just below 4.0. Mm-hmm. She's considering some, something in the medical field, so that's cool. Either radiology or dermatology is what she said, but she's got a couple of years, so maybe that'll change for her. Right. But she's not really sure where she wants to attend college, but she does want to play 
a sport in college, so I'm assuming that'll probably mean that she'll try to go to a smaller college somewhere mm-hmm. at some point. So. Right, and her, both of her sisters play at Bethel, right? Soccer? Both of her siblings, siblings. older siblings. siblings. Yep. Yeah. Her two, her two <laughs> older siblings both play at Bethel at so- yeah. for soccer. Okay. Yep. I so forgot if it was two sisters or just two siblings. No, she has three siblings, but uh, it's a brother and sister, two older siblings. So, so she said that was an option. She's keeping her options open, but that's definitely in the back of her mind. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she went through went through a pretty traumatic uh, leg injury that I highlight in the story. Mm-hmm. Tore her LCL and the, also fractured her ankle playing soccer. So, and she actually tried coming back because she didn't know that she had a torn ligament in her knee until like a couple months later after the injury because I mean she just wore you know she wore one of those ace you know an ace three braces and just Mm -hmm. kind of tried to get through it but that's kind of how unselfish of a person and a teammate she is and I guess that's why part of the reason she got picked for the series Mm because that's just the type of person she is so yeah so very cool Mm-hmm. And not only on the court, but off the court or off the field. She's a great teammate as well. All the coaches had rave reviews of Colette. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, definitely uh, check out that story. It is up on GoshenNews.com slash sports. Yes. It was in today's paper. Yes, the Wednesday, July 7th print edition of yes. the Goshen News. It was in today's paper, July 7th, mm-hmm. like you said. So, yeah, go check it out and continue to check out the series as it goes on over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, so. we've got stories running from now and through the July 19th print edition of the newspaper, uh, highlighting one athlete from each school who, you know, maybe they aren't the star athlete, but they're very involved in other things at the school. They're a great leader, kind of like Colette is, a great student, obviously also like Colette is. Uh, so there are... Ten stories total coming out. Uh, they these nominations were uh, uh, they were nominated to us by our athletic directors from our schools. Uh, some other you know coaches also helped out as well in the process of nominating uh, some athletes. So we're excited to spotlight some of these kids. We're running them in alphabetical order by school. So the rest of this week will be Concord, Fairfield, and Goshen. Next week, Lakeland, Northridge, Northwood. Wawasee, West Noble, and then Westview ends it on July 19th, the Monday, July 19th print edition. Do you have that written down, or is that off the top of the head? That's off the top of my head. It's pretty good. I mean, I've looked at it enough the last <laughs> couple weeks, so I, I, know when, I know when they're running, and I have a good idea of our schools in alphabetical order now. So. I know, but still, you didn't, even, you didn't even have to, like, pause to think about it. You're just like, boom, 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 you know? Mm-hmm. Good for you, man. Look at you. Mm-hmm. That means you've been working hard. That's why they pay me the big bucks, so... Or something like the that. The medium-sized dollars. That's why they gave me the sports editor title. I have, yeah, to know the, I have to know these things. I kind of set the schedule now. That's really the only responsibility I have that's different from being sports reporter. So, And you have more desk days than me, I guess. Yeah. Not coming up, because I actually am going to take some days off finally for like the first time in two years. So, You deserve it. Thank you. Congratulations. I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so we got uh, before I go off and play golf for four days, um, let's talk about what we got coming up this week. We got some stories coming up. Uh, got some coaching news that's going to be coming out Thursday afternoon. Can't say anything yet, but we don't even know anything yet, to be honest. Uh, Westview, I don't know if you've been following the Ghost News, but Westview Boys Basketball has had some things happen uh, lately. New coach or former coach Ed Bentley 
uh, was removed from his position, and uh, a new head coach will be officially appointed Thursday night at the school board meeting, uh, 7 p.m. school board meeting, Thursday night, July 8th. So should be interesting. It has on the school board meeting the approval of a new varsity head coach, the dismissal of the high school basketball coach, so Ed Bentley, and a uh, approval of a volunteer assistant coach for boys basketball. So a lot of coaching changes going on at Westview Boys Basketball. Uh, Currently, temporarily, Rob Yoder, the former coach, is running summer practices. Don't know for sure if that means he's going to be bumped up officially to coach or not, Uh, but we will know officially Thursday night what uh, the status of Westview Boys Basketball is. Um, It was kind of a chaotic day uh, when that that news was broke uh, by yours truly. Not to brag or anything. Um, that was also the same day I was with Drew Hogan when that Rob Yoder, or the Ed Bentley Rob Yoder news was transpiring. So that was a fun uh, journalism day for yours truly. So yeah, I remember that you're uh, you're kind of bugging out a little bit. I was a little bit, a little bit, just because it was uh, yeah, it was big news. At, you know, big news. It's local news, and people were surprised by I think to see it because Bentley. You know, 16-7 and seven, his first year. And, you know, they were co-NECC champs in the regular season and, you know, suffered a tough loss in the sectional. But uh, it felt like, you know, he had the program in good in a good spot. But obviously something happened, and I don't even know what, what happened. Uh, we could speculate for days, but not going to. So For days? We could speculate for a few minutes. I mean, (laughs) that's fine. Days, minutes, hours, it's all the same. Um, So, yeah, new Westview boys basketball coach Thursday night. Be on the lookout. Goshenews.com slash sports. I'm sure we'll have something about it. Um, In the meantime, I'm working on a story about Goshen's uh, Goshen senior Ava DeVoe. She uh, plays three sports at the high school. She dives in the swimming team, plays soccer, and runs track. But she also is a very skilled uh, competitive cheerleader. She actually just recently attended a camp in Nashville, Tennessee, like a college combine. I was actually watching a video about it. It was kind of cool. Like they were doing like an NFL combine, but for cheerleading where like they ran the 40, did the vertical jump, broad jump, and then they did like, you know, cheerleading training and techniques and things like that, you know. So it was kind of interesting. Uh, there were 25 colleges that attended this thing, uh, this camp in June. And Ava was one of the 11 uh, that was received a five-star rating as voted on by the colleges. So her scores include tumbling, stunting, and agility. I'm reading this off of a Facebook post. She was ranked number two out of upcoming senior prospects of the people that were there. There were eight um, athletes from 18 different states at this college camp, and she was ranked second amongst all of them. Wow. So that's pretty cool. Uh, so she... Has some college offers for competitive cheer uh, coming in. So I'm going to talk to her later this week, kind of do a profile uh, a little bit on her, uh, talk about the camp, her whole competitive cheer, and I'm hoping that have the cut, hoping to have that come out on Monday. Monday's paper, July 12th. So be on the lookout for a nice story about a local athlete. She plays three sports already at the high school, does the cheerleading and everything. Uh, How'd you... Find out about this gem of a story. Uh, her mom called me last week. So last Thursday, Brandy, she called me. She was like, I just want to brag about my daughter and 
how well she did at this camp and blah 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 and I was like hey it sounds like a cool story to me like um can we follow it up next week and here we are following it up this week so should be fun should be exciting uh she's pretty good obviously being a top ranked uh college or high school gymnast or uh cheerleader so should be cool I'm excited to get to talk to her more and that is nice. I wish uh, stories fell into my lap like that more often. It's amazing what happens when you're the sports editor at the Goshen News. You've been here for three when you're years. You're so cool. You You've know? been here for three years. You, you get people Such call you. Such a cool guy. I am the coolest guy. So, yeah. I'm the coolest guy. And, uh, and then one more story for me I got coming <laughs> this week. Uh, kind of a, We've been doing some stories about our first year head coaches. You know, uh, you wrote about Chad Epley and Allie Hawkins Stiffley at Northridge Football and Bethany. Couple cool people. Volleyball, respectively. And I am going out to talk to uh, Jesse Ward, the new Westview girls soccer coach. Uh, he coached uh, Lakeland boys as the head coach from 2009 to 2013. And he's been an assistant at Bethany Christian for the boys the last four years. He's now the Westview girls coach. So he's got plenty of coaching experience. He's only new to Westview girls soccer, new to this position. So it should be a nice story. Looking forward to meeting him on Thursday. And uh, should be uh, should be a fun little story. Talked about Derek Sherk as well as Lake, at Lakeland Girls Soccer uh, two weeks ago. Yes. And uh, Derek actually played for Jesse uh, briefly at the end of his time at Lakeland because Jesse was a, an assistant coach at Lakeland 05 to 08 before becoming the head coach in 09. So uh, should be a good should be a good chat with Jesse. I'm excited to meet him. So. Definitely. And then you have some uh, Notre Dame football. Believe it or not, here we go. Here come the Irish, right, of Notre Dame. And yeah. so you, uh, you break got out, some Notre break Dame out in song. You got some? No, we're not going <laughs> to sing it. We're not going to sing it. Maybe at the end. Um, uh, we can put the sound bite in. Maybe. Maybe Sheila can work out, work out the magic there. The Irish. No, you killed Notre it. Notre Dame. You killed. That was pretty good, actually. That was bum, bad. Bum. But yeah, through uh, through the fifteenth, it is. I'm gonna be doing a breakdown yeah. on every position, position group, position group. Yep, for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish to get you ready for fall camp and for the upcoming season in the fall, mm-hmm. September fifth, Sunday, Florida State, Tallahassee. Mm. Be there, be square. Mm. I won't gonna, be there. You're not gonna be there. <laughs> but I'll be there. I'll be there for eight of the twelve games. Yeah, so. probably. Yeah. So yeah. Should be good. Should be fun to find out some more, not only for you guys, but for myself as well. Get myself a little more acclimated to the roster and everything mm-hmm. so I can be as prepared as possible yeah. Jack, for, for the beat. Jack Cone versus Drew Pine at the uh, quarterback position, the Pine Cone battle, as Tyler James from South Bend Tribune made sure to note about that in the spring. It's pretty so, funny. Yeah, it's, it's, it's there. It's a, you know, it's a freebie, right? The Pine Cone battle. I think um, Cone will initially get it, but don't be surprised if Pine, you know, takes and, it if Cone starts out yeah. badly. And you Tyler know. Buckner also chilling there, the incoming, the true freshman. He could yeah. he could get some time. He was um, arguably looked the best on you know spring games. Not saying a lot. He's right. Like, it's, a glor- it's glorified practice. Yeah. But uh, yep. he he showed that he had some talent for sure. Kyron Kyron Williams coming back in the backfield is going to be a huge weapon. Michael Mayer at tight end should be a big weapon. Uh, question marks at wide receiver and O-line for the Irish. Definitely. Uh, who's going to take up those spots? Uh, Jarrett Patterson, what's his role going to be? Uh, they might move him around a little bit. And then defensively, D-line's got some questions, but you got some good linebackers back. You lose Jeremiah Cormoa, but Drew White's back. Uh, what's the health status of Paul Moala? 
Kyle Hamilton's an All-American safety in the backfield. You got some. You got some talent. You got some pieces. Notre Dame's always going to have that, you know. Right. You got some pieces. In Notre Dame, uh, it's just a matter of can the guys who you know you're trying to replace can the guys replacing them fill in those spots. Uh, schedule is a little tougher this year. Uh, yeah. You got some good games. You know, North Carolina, USC, Cincinnati, Wisconsin. Uh, returning to a traditional schedule here for Notre Dame uh, yep. this season. You Stanford, know, Virginia Tech on there too. Right, right. And Virginia. Even, you know, Florida State's probably not going to be good, but still opening up on the road in Tallahassee. McKenzie Milton, who knows? Yeah, you never know. Could, could be a tricky. Around. Could be a tricky game. Uh, you know, Purdue is back on the schedule. Not saying they're going to be good, but they're there. They're, um, they're only like easy game for the most part. It's like Toledo. Yeah, you know, that's really it on their yeah. schedule. It's almost as if Notre Dame has a tough schedule every year, and people don't want to believe it. So I don't believe it. I'll be honest with you. This is the toughest schedule that I've seen from them in a while. And the 2018 schedule wasn't easy either. So it makes it harder because obviously Wisconsin's expected to be really, really good this year. Cincinnati's been really good. Virginia Tech on the road. It's going to be hard, you know, because. Their stadium is pretty hostile when it's full. And yep. It's expected to be full. North Carolina with their quarterback, they're expected to be really good. Navy's never an easy out because of the way they play. And then uh, Virginia, Georgia Tech, and then Stanford. So, yeah, there's there's like two or three games that you're like, okay, they'll definitely win those. But the rest, it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know, man, just depends. I still think they're going to be like an 8-4, and 9-3 and three team. Like mm-hmm. They're going to be favored in most of those games, if not all of them. I know they're not favored right now in the Wisconsin game. I think it's the one they're not like you could, because you, if you're a degenerate, you can gamble on the games already. You know, <laughs> if you're a degenerate, um, wow, way to yeah. what if a lot of our audience gambles on sports? Way to <laughs> way to insult them. There, wow. you know, hey man, if you're looking at odds, I'm just saying they're out there. Um, so yeah, should be should be. Uh, we're looking forward to reading your previews, getting a getting a feel for Notre Dame camp. Usually breaks off starts around August first. August 2nd, that first week of August is when camp usually begins. Well, maybe they're going down to Culver again this year. Who knows? Uh, they always go to Culver Academy for the first week of camp. In a normal year, they didn't do it last year, obviously. Um, so it should be fun. Just looking forward to seeing uh, what they what they make available for the media, in the sense, uh, with COVID basically in the rearview mirror at this point. I hope it's not Zooms anymore. Yeah, I hope it's not Zooms either. Uh, mostly because that's that mileage money, man. It's good mileage money to South Bend and back two, three times a week. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, I know you will. Put it in your pocket. You're welcome. Uh, so yeah, it. That's what's coming up this week. Should be fun. Got a lot of stuff coming out. Got a little content. Hashtag content. After a bit of a null. Lull? Lull. I, I said no. Lull is the right word. Yeah. After a bit of a lull after the last couple weeks. So. Yep. Gearing up. And then the county fair at the end of the month. And then here we go. Golf track track cross country all that starting in august again so here we go you know so uh let's move on to the national sports scene uh your tampa bay lightning are up 3-1 in the stanley cup final they are playing game five hours after we record this so naturally everything we're going to say here in the next two three minutes will be wrong uh but does tampa win it tonight yes Okay. Well, won't good be luck. Wrong. Congratulations to Montreal on winning Game Five. We'll see you in Game Six. They're gonna win by on Friday gonna, night. <laughs> they're gonna win by at least two goals. Wow! And go back to back. Montreal wins six to two. Great job, Montreal. You're going back, only down three two. Yeah. I don't know. I think Tampa does win tonight. Actually, I really do. Especially, I think it's over. especially at home. Yeah. They deserve. Well, they followed. They followed the mayor's orders and threw Game Four right. 
wasn't the mayor like of Tampa being like, "Hey, don't win Game Four. We want to win it in Game Win it Game Five at home." I think that's what he said. Yeah, yeah something like that extent. Which is ridiculous. They threw it. They it's hate not me. ridiculous. They, Obviously, the mayor wants that type of celebration in right. the, in the city. So I guess right. it makes sense. But you know, as speaking speaking as a Blackhawks fan who's won three cups in my lifetime, um, I didn't think it mattered if they won at home. Until they won it at home, and it was definitely cooler that they won it at home. Exactly, of course. But, like, it's still cool no matter what that they won it. Like, it doesn't matter where they win it. You're, you're still a champion. But, like, the 2015 Cup winning it at the United Center over the Lightning, uh, just had to say it. Just a reminder. Um, yeah, well, your team's not about to go back to back. they're about to go back to back, so whatever. So. I know. Tampa's been the much better franchise the last six years. That doesn't matter. Winning it at home was actually very cool, and... I think it's cool. To, like, I, I, if I'm a Tampa fan, I want to win it tonight. Yeah. Obviously, I'm jinxing them and everything, but yeah, it was cool to see them win last year. But it was like in front of nobody, so right. it's like, Literally. oh, that that Literally. sucks. You know, they yeah. they won, but it's like no one to celebrate. They had that boat party and everything, mm-hmm. the boat parade. But this will be. It's kind of cool that they have a chance to kind of have the opportunity tonight, Wednesday, mm-hmm. July seventh, <laughs> to win it again uh-huh. at home the next year. So. Mm-hmm. Lord Stanley will be in the building, so should be fun. Might be the first time Lord Stanley has seen fans in uh, two years. He was there uh, Monday night in front of like three thousand. Well, people. he wasn't. In, he wasn't there. Like no one, no one, none of the fans got to see him. Fair. He didn't see. He didn't come out of his case. You know. But he was there. He was there. He was there somewhere. Yeah, he was in the in the bowels of the sets. Uh, what's the name of their building? Whatever. Montreal Stadium. I think it's the Bell Center. Bell Center. Center. Bell Center. Yeah, because yeah, they have it on their helmets. Yeah. It so, just remind, re- reminded me of that. Yep. So, should be a good game five, hopefully. So yeah, tonight. go Bolts. Yeah, sure. Uh, NBA Finals started uh, Tuesday night. Suns 118, Bucks 105. The expected, you know, result there, for sure. Especially yeah, with the Suns. Yeah, figured at home. Phoenix would win first game. Yeah. Uh, Giannis played, which was good. Good sign. He had 20 points, 17 rebounds. Uh, Chris Paul was the star of the show, though. 32 points, 9 assists. Uh, he seems in total control right now of the offense of Phoenix, man. And they run that pick and roll just masterfully. It's really incredible to watch uh, what they do on offense. So. And then DeAndre Ayton had 22 and 19. Right. Devin Booker scored like 23, 24 points or whatever. 27. He only 27. made one three-pointer, which yeah. makes it even more impressive. Right. They're just a complete – I mean, for me, I think they're going to win the series. I thought that going in, and I, even with Giannis, I still think Phoenix wins the series. Probably I, in six. I got him in six games, yeah. Yeah, you know, the crazy thing about Giannis, they talked to him after the game, asked him about his knee and everything. He said for a lot of the game he didn't even have pain. And it's right. kind of a ma- it was kind of crazy after right. what we saw. It looked like a torn ACL when it happened. That's what he said. He's like, I thought I was going to be out for a year. Uh-huh. For him to be back like two games later is pretty right. miraculous. Yeah. yeah, it should be a good series. I mean, the Bucks like, it got away from them a little bit late second, early third quarter, but they hung around. Like, most of that first half was pretty close. So I, I think that it's going to be like six good games. I, I hope there's not like a true blowout anywhere. Right. The Suns you know, opened it up, though. Right. Last night, it was like a 20-point game. They got up to 20. 20 Milwaukee game. cut it to 7 with like 6 minutes left. So, it was still like, okay, like, yeah, Phoenix is kind of running away, but then Milwaukee made a run back. Like, it never was – it wasn't a blowout from start to finish, I guess. It was kind of a controlled – almost like a controlled blowout at times. Does that make sense? Like, 
Phoenix was in control. It got to 20, but it wasn't like... It was they, never... They they, never, Yeah, it was never like 35-point lead. Right. Even then, their their lead, like, their lead never... Their advantage never felt like it was in danger. Even, right. Even when Milwaukee cut seven. Right. So... Should be good. Uh, should be a good series. I'm excited to watch two new two new teams in the NBA Finals. You don't get that often ever. So it's yeah, nice who would have thought Suns and Bucks? Right. Who would have picked that? I would have had the Bucks maybe preseason, but not the Suns, obviously. So that's. I wouldn't have picked the Bucks because of what they did last year in the postseason. I guess I could. The Bucks had a better chance to go just because Giannis is really good, and maybe they break through. You know, maybe. But, you know, yeah it. Suns definitely out of nowhere. Even after that 8-0 bubble run, it still didn't feel like they were going to be in the finals, you know, especially with the Lakers and the Warriors who were supposed to have Clay Thompson it's Chris back. Paul's first year with him, with the mm-hmm. Suns, right? So that's mm-hmm. that's been the biggest, I guess, the biggest thing for uh, Yeah, him. obviously. Like, night and day difference with him in the lineup. So, yeah. Put him over the edge. Yeah. Because they had, obviously, young, good pieces in Booker and Aiton. They, mm-hmm. need, they need that veteran presence to kind of take control. Mm-hmm. That's what Chris Paul has done. Yep. Uh, Tom Brady, Phil Mickelson, Aaron Rodgers, Bryce DeChambeau played a golf match yesterday. Uh, I watched some of it. It was an awesome golf course in Montana. I looked it up. It cost, you gotta, it's, it's at a resort. You have to stay at the resort three days minimum. And then to play the golf course is an extra 250 bucks. Well, so if you watched any of it last night, you'll understand right away why it costs that much. Yes, it's a very nice course. It's crazy. It's a absolutely very ridiculous. beautiful, very scenic golf course, but very expensive to go play it. I thought maybe I'll go play it. I'll fly out to Montana. Why not? And no, it's it's impossible. Like it's like yeah, that'd be quite the trip. The expensive trip would be quite the trip. Yeah. Uh, uh, there was a lot of jokes about Aaron Rodgers made. So that was good. Yeah. I don't know if Bryson DeChambeau and Aaron Rodgers actually liked each other. I got vibes that they actually didn't like each other. They were just acting like they liked each other yeah, at I think times. Phil, I think Phil and Tom had a pretty good connection. And, and Phil and Tom played together last year, if you remember, against Tiger and, and Peyton Manning. So <laughs> And then they lose again. They lost, right. Yeah, yeah, Phil Mickelson's done this match all four iterations of it. He beat Tiger head-to-head, and then he lost with Brady. He and Charles Barkley beat Steph Curry and uh, Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning, yeah, yeah, in November, which I don't think anybody watched that one. I don't remember watching it at all. Um, I heard about it. I heard about it, but I didn't watch it. And then Phil and Tom lost to the Chambo and Rodgers. Uh, of course, they were trying to get Aaron Rodgers to say anything about his status with the Packers. He's just like, yeah, yeah no. I don't know about that I'm one. I'm just playing <laughs> some golf, having fun. Yeah, you know? and uh, I thought it was funny, like Charles Barkley on the broadcast was like, Hey man, you could just tell me, man. I won't tell anybody, you know. And it was yeah, kind of okay. Funny. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of funny. It's the last person I'll tell is Charles. Uh, but it was Barkley. like he was on live television, of course. Like so, obviously yeah. everyone would have heard it. Um, they had Rob Gronkowski on there for a little phone interview too. Oh, did they? I missed that part. Yeah. So. He's talking talking to Tom about if he was ready for training camps just a few weeks out. <laughs> he's like, sounds like he's not ready because he's been playing golf and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And Rob's like, I, I've been at home catching footballs, working out. What are you doing? <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was entertaining. Uh, those matches have always been fun. That one last year with Tiger and Peyton Manning and Phil and, and Brady was awesome, I thought. That was probably the best one that they've done. Uh, the first one between Tiger and Phil was like an actual thing. Like, it was very serious. They were playing for $9 million or whatever. Right. And winner this, take all. And This one was for... Uh, 
Just I charity. I think I saw 6.3 million meals for Feeding America. Yeah, it was all charity $3 based. billion for another charity. Yeah. Another so, foundation. It was good stuff. I, mean, I think it's better... You know, it was fun to do the Tiger Phil thing, like, head-to-head, because, like, obviously, like, they're the two best players of this generation, or considered the two best, definitely the two most popular. So it was fun to see it head-to-head. But I kind of like this more laid-back, like, charity event where you kind of have these, you know, NFL, NBA players playing with the pros. And, uh, yeah, I was entertaining, so. And you get to actually, like, interact with them. Not interact, but you can see see that they're talking to them. Right. You know, you're getting getting little – tidbits of stuff that's happening on the course so it makes it even right. better and it's like it's kind of like nice to see them like i guess dumb as it sounds like nice to see them wearing shorts like just casual wear like casual how they, wear. how we look when we play golf you know yeah they, so. i thought they always just walked around in football pants and helmets and jerseys no i meant like the golfers too uh, dummy. <laughs> i meant like the shambo and phil uh, yeah did, i was surprised like aaron Rodgers wasn't wearing his helmet <laughs> yeah where's where's aaron Rodgers? because if he was wearing a green bay helmet you know obviously oh yeah yeah so, I think I think he's gonna play for the Packers. It's getting really, really close to training camp. I hope, I, I I hope he doesn't play at all. I don't think he'll hold out. He's just not gonna play at all. Uh, that would be very stupid of Aaron Rodgers. He's got enough money. He's fine. No, he's not. Yeah, he's fine. It's not good. But you know what is good? His hair. It was flowing. It was they had those camera really shots with him growing. riding the cart. It was flowing. Good it was for him. Going there. I can't wait till he shaves it into a weird mustache, and then he shaves his head, and he's like, "I'm back." And then they'll beat the Bears twice and sad. You can do like a reverse mullet or not an actual mullet. You can shave his head and keep that stuff in the back. Mm-hmm. That would be like Hulk Hogan. Like That'd Hulk be Hogan here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was fun. I'm intrigued to see who they do, what they do next for the next match. That's what they call it, the match. Um, so yeah. Uh, the Cubs stink. That's it. Uh, moving on. Now <laughs> to <laughs> the final part of our show. Nine and a half uh, games back. Of the <clears throat> 11 games lost in a row. Uh, but who's counting? I'm going to the game on Sunday against the Cardinals. I'm calling it a celebration of life because uh, they're dead. It's over. And uh, I'm celebrating all the good times that we had from 2015 to 2020, I guess. What's really, the really, ended in, really ended September 2018, but like they hung around for 19 and 20. But it's over now. Like It's really over now. So, What's you know. Have a couple beers, sit in the bleachers, enjoy my friends. It'll be great. What are you doing? Why are you looking like that? Well, I tried to say something like a while ago, and you just kept going. Anyway, okay. I was going to ask you a question. When is the when is the trade deadline? Did that already pass? July thirty first. Okay, so you you assume that they're going to trade? Yeah. A few of their players. Yes. Okay. Yep. I think they'll trade Bryant now, and they'll trade Kimbrel now. Um, they might keep Bias and Rizzo through the end of the year, but they. I don't see Baez resigning. Maybe they can resign Rizzo. I think Baez, like I, for me, like I feel like some random team will throw a lot of money at Baez and he'll go there, like Seattle or something. Like I just have in my mind, like he's going to Seattle or like Texas, you know, or Oakland. Like, Oakland doesn't spend money. Um, Maybe the Rays can pick up a Cub. No, they don't spend money either. Um, I'm trying to think, it would be another random team to go to? I don't know. He'll figure it out. He's going to go somewhere and make a lot of money and bat two thirty five and hit Milwaukee. Mm, Milwaukee, are they, are that would it? be kind of mean. I, I, I almost Colorado. Bias go to Colorado. Um, or Colorado Seattle. sucks. They're Colorado, they're not going to. They don't care. They're going to be going to good teams. Spend, spend money. Bias doesn't care. He won a World Series. 
They will he be wants money. going to he contenders. He wants his money. They're going to trade. They're going to trade Kimbrel to like the Giants, and they're going to trade Bryant to like hmm, probably an AL team. Who needs a, who needs a third baseman in the AL? I don't know. They'll trade him somewhere. The Rays. Sure, should him, trade him to Tampa. Don't care. Uh, could we get Franco back in that trade? Uh oh. Is well, that where you, oh, you just want Franco? Yeah, well, Franco, you know, for Bryant, and that that feels fair. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Okay, Cubs stink, whatever. Celebration of life Sunday at Wrigley Field. All right, let's Hopefully talk about... Hopefully they win, because you said you have a good... You've got a good record. I've got a good record at, at Wrigley. Field. Uh, yeah, even when they're really bad, like 2011, 2012 bad, they, they win when I go with my Cubs friends and family. I can't bring in any outs. Like, if I bring a White Sox fan or a Cardinals fan in there, they lose. But if I don't bring them in, they're, like, undefeated almost. So, yeah. Uh, okay, so we've got to reach the last part of the show. Um, this is where we bring in Sheila, our podcast producer. Her first ever appearance vocally on the Goshen News Sports Podcast. Sheila, are you ready to go? You want to turn your mic on and, uh, and chat? My mic is on, yes. Yes, Don't yes. Me. So July 4th. Obviously, it was this past weekend a great holiday for all Americans, and one of the iconic traditions. There's many iconic traditions, fireworks, things like that, but one that stands out in the sports world is the hot dog eating contest, of course, at Coney Island. Uh, Joey Chestnut broke his own world record: 76 hot dogs in 10 minutes. Hot dogs and buns in 10 minutes makes me nauseous. 7.6 dogs that. a minute. That's impressive. <laughs> So we're going to have some fun asking some holiday-themed kind of questions here with everyone in the room. Uh, I will, I'll will i ask the questions, and then we'll go like Evan, Sheila, and then I'll give my answer to the question. So first question, Evan, how many hot dogs do you think you could eat in 10 minutes? Hot dogs and buns. The buns is the key part. How many hot dogs and buns do you think you could eat in 10 minutes? Well, first of all, I don't really care for hot dogs that much. You know, Boo. It's not my favorite. Boo. Be honest, but plain hot dogs in ten minutes and buns and buns. Uh, honestly, probably not that many. I'm probably gonna say like eight to ten in ten minutes, like a <laughs> hot dog a minute. Yeah, you yeah. know, <laughs> not even not even kidding. Just because, yeah. just not even speed wise, I could probably do better. But I just get full. Yeah, I'd be like, I don't want to eat any more hot dogs. I'm done. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that would be it. Yeah, honestly, Sheila. <laughs> You got a you got a number in your mind in your I, mind. I liked how you said that wasn't that many. <laughs> that <laughs> really, I mean, compared Compar- to seventy six. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, two. I, two. Yeah, I, they've got to be really well done too, like you know where they're kind of crispy on the outside. And wow, okay. you're so not you're like, particular about hot dogs. Do you just I, not like hot dogs? I am that much? not a huge hot dog fan. But, oh, I um, can't can't say a lot of people are. But I do, you know, crisp them up, crisp them up a little bit, mm-hmm. and uh, and then put some like coleslaw and chili on it, <laughs> and mustard. <laughs> you know, like we're not you're not going for speed. You're going for comfort. Exactly. You're just like I'm going quality. I, if I'm gonna have two, if, 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 if it has to do with speed, I probably. <laughs> Choke down one. So. Oh my gosh. Uh, Sheila, that's embarrassing. <laughs> chorizo. Chorizo. <laughs> Don't remind me about chorizo, man. Um, I I think I could do fifteen. Oh, like wow. if I'm in a zone, I could probably put down fifteen hot dogs and buns. But I honestly, realistically, we would probably be closer to having like ten. Like I, I feel really comfortable. I could do one a minute, and I would realistically probably get to like five. Yeah, so, right. I feel yeah. like if I did it right now, if we all just did it right now, no training. I 
feel like if I I could power to fifteen if I'm feeling really good. But like you don't eat all day, and then, right? You know, go right. for it. Now, right. if these were tacos, I would I would be right up there. That's with my question. Yeah. That's my next question. Which food could you eat a lot of in a small amount of time? Yeah, tacos. tacos? tacos. Sheila and Sheila jumped the gun. Tacos. <laughs> Which food do you think you could nail? Like, if you had ten minutes, like you could eat a lot of in a ten minute span. Evan. Well, you just look at all of the different food eating contests, right? Because there's a bunch of different food things that they do. I would say uh, chicken wings or boneless wings. Yeah, wings pop are good. all those in there. Yeah, something along those lines. I could probably eat a good amount of chicken wings in ten minutes. Yeah, I think it, I would make it boneless just because it'd be easier. Mm-hmm. You know, right, the, the bone-in wings are kind of tough mm-hmm. to deal with. So yeah, but yeah, I could just pop those in really quick. I think, I think I could down a lot of those. Probably could eat a lot of fries in ten minutes. I could probably eat a lot of fries. It's a lot yeah. of carbs. Fills yeah. you up quick. I know. Yeah, the greasier the better. It just slides down a lot faster. Right, right. <laughs> right. Taco, like tacos is a good pick. I, I mean, I wasn't even thinking soft about shell? tacos. Soft, soft tacos or hard shell tacos? Oh no, soft shell. Okay. Yeah, yeah soft shell. Soft and shell could probably be easier to eat. I mean, there's they're carbs, but like you got to be easier yeah. probably than the hard shell to eat. Yeah, quickly. actually, I'm going to own up to something. I really did have a taco eating contest with my aunt one time. <laughs> yes. And she actually beat me, but I think I had in 20 tacos and she had 25. Wow. Yeah. How much time? Um, I don't know that we actually had a time period, but it had to have been like maybe a half hour. So okay. it wasn't like speed eating so mm-hmm. much as quantity. It's a lot of... <laughs> okay. It's a lot of tacos. It's a lot of tacos. Crazy. It Man. is. It was the only time that we've ever done an eating contest like How'd that. How'd you feel after miserable yeah i I would have felt miserable too uh probably so yeah i'm thinking i could uh, yeah chicken wings might be a good play that might be the easiest one french fries a lot of like stuff you could just grab a lot of quickly anything dessert wise would probably be very difficult yeah how many oreos like could you imagine eating like like the 50 oreos in like 10 minutes a package you could do a package. Yeah, I could, I could do a whole Thin Mints thing in like three. So, you know, it depends on which cookie we're going for, I What's guess. What's the coconut ones? Samoas. Samoas. Yeah. yeah, those are the best ones. My my weakness on sweets are pies. I, mm-hmm. I can probably eat the whole pie. Yeah, there you go. No time pies. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, after the uh, hot dog eating contest on ESPN on Monday or Sunday was uh, the Cornhole Bags Tournament. National like tournament, so Evan, are you good at bags? Same as cornhole, right? Yeah, bags, cornhole, whatever you want to call it. I was just wanted to make sure it's the same uh, sport. They are the know. same game. They are the same game. Uh pretty decent. I've played cornhole a few times in my life. Can't say I've played it a ton, mm-hmm. but you know, some tailgates, some parties here and there, stuff like that. I've uh, I've made a few bags into the hole a few times. So that's, Congratulations. that's what I can say. So. Sheila, are you good at uh, bags? I'm, I'm actually decent at mm-hmm. it. Yeah, my dad has made his own regulation, like really? cornhole stuff. Yes, he's mm. bags and all that. And, and uh, we go down there and we play cornhole. And I can't beat him. Because he's excellent. Yeah, he's making his own sport. He's like he's, he his knows own, what he's doing. He's yeah. making his own thing. Yeah. He's very good at yeah. it, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That and horseshoes can't compete with it. Yeah, horseshoes are. That's yeah, hard. I, I can't, I play, can't horseshoes. play horseshoes. It's awful. I'm awful. That's, that's, yeah. that's bad. Um, I'm a pretty streaky bags player. Like I'm when I'm on, like I'm pretty good. But like when I'm off, it's bad. So I, I like to think I'm pretty solid. Like 
I'm more on than off more times than not, but like it, it, it definitely comes in spurts. So if you catch me at the right time, we got a shot to win. If he kisses you at the right time, catches. It sounded like right time. you said you just said it very fast. So I thought you said kiss. If That's he catches. Funny. If you catch if you kiss, me at if the you right kiss time, kiss me at the right time. <laughs> I mean, I mean that also works, I guess, too. But uh, if you catch me at the right time, I'm in the zone. So. Gotcha. And uh, no better way to end the 4th of July than fireworks, of course. Are you pro or anti-firework, Evan? I feel like you're not American if you are not pro-fireworks. I'm a big fan. Patriotic. I like fireworks a lot. I didn't get a chance to watch them this year, unfortunately. But uh, nothing beats a good firework, I'll tell you that. No one was sending off fireworks at the cabin in North Carolina? No, no. Nothing feels more 4th of July than, you know, watching some fireworks. So, I would say yay, yay. to fireworks for Sheila, sure. Sheila, yay or nay? Oh, yeah. I'm absolutely a fireworks aficionado. <laughs> really love it. But, um, big fan. Mm-hmm. But you gotta invite me over. If you're one of my neighbors and you're just shooting off fireworks all night and you don't invite me over to see it, I can't see because of the trees. Yeah. I'm just gonna be offended and all upset anyway. That's rude. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's completely I, rude. I, I had a nice opening <laughs> to see... There's a lot of trees where you live too. There are, yeah. yeah. I had a nice opening to see some fireworks on Sunday, but I couldn't see a ton. Um, I'm pro-firework. Uh, my only rule is stop sending them off after July 6th. Like, you get two days after the holiday, that's it. Yeah, yeah. There should be no more fireworks after July. Some people wouldn't even say that. You know, they're like at midnight, July fourth. No, I'm 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 okay with July fifth. I'm okay with July sixth. If we're getting after July fifth, you know, you're not July sixth. I'm I can I can handle. It also I think depends on what day Fourth of July falls on. So like this year was a Sunday, right? So like if we're still shooting off fireworks on Wednesday, like okay, like chill. Uh, But if like if Fourth of July falls on a Thursday. I can handle it Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I can handle it through the weekend, even to the seventh. You know, because it's the weekend. We're all having fun. It's the weekend. Right. It's the weekend. Celebrating. Right. So most, maybe most cities are aren't doing them until the weekend. Right. But like Sunday, okay. I let them, let them slide on Monday, Tuesday. No more after Tuesday. Done. So that's up. That's it. There's my hot take. My huff huff hot take. Is that what uh, Roman Roman Smith called it last week? Um, so yeah. So yeah, I'm glad we had some fun there. Sheila, thanks yeah. for coming on the sports podcast. Hey, no you're, problem. you're officially now on the on the podcast. So um, I'll make sure to insert some little yay. Yeah, yeah. Woo, clapping, right? That's yeah. Fireworks. That's perfect. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, we'll be back next week with the new episode, season three. Officially beginning. We kind of call it season three new season because it's a new high school sports season. Even though it officially started this week, technically, like nothing's still going on. So next week is kind of like, oh, we got to really start focusing on next year. Uh, and as of this moment, barring anything unforeseen, next week we will have a phone, an interview with IHSA Commissioner Paul Neidig for the podcast. How cool is that, huh? First year, just got done as a commissioner. He's getting ready for year two, and he's going to be joining us uh, via the phone, the telephone, to discuss what his first year was like, what he looks forward to in the future. Uh, should be very exciting. I'm looking forward to talking to him, and uh, it's going to be a fun interview, I think, both for Evan and I to do, talking to the commissioner. So, and it'll be good for you all to hear that, yes. and, you know, actually get a chance to hear from the commissioner and how he thought his first year went and how he dealt with all the challenges that he had to deal with. So it should be should be fun and intriguing to find out some of that for sure. Yeah. So be on the lookout for that next week and. 
This has been another edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. We thank everybody for listening to us, and we'll be back next week with Commissioner Paul Nighting.